This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Nate Lundy. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host. That's S-D-R-O-T-A-R on Twitter if you're so inclined. But we are now in Stanley Cup playoff season. And yes, it's fantastic as it always is, which means we're joined by our hockey expert, Nate Lundy. Follow him on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Uh, Nate, things have gotten going now. The funny thing in, in the Stanley Cup playoffs is unlike, let's say, the NBA playoffs, uh, eight seeds win a lot. Although in the early going of at least most of these first round series, so far it's been all chalk. Yeah, it really has. I mean, the only thing that we, you know, the only real surprise that we had was the Washington Capitals jumping right. up in that first game. Um, other than that, I mean, obviously we had the incredible triple overtime game between Pittsburgh and the New York Rangers, um, uh, which was just absolutely amazing. Of course, Avalanche fans were frustrated because uh, their game got uh, moved over to uh, ESPNU in order to uh, allow all those overtimes to air on ESPN. And it was um, long over by the time they got to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody missed out on the abs jumping out to a 5 nothing lead, and we'll talk about game two for them in a minute. But yeah, it's been a lot of chalk with the exception of that of the Capitals kind of surprising the Panthers a bit but you know the president's trophy winners should be able to bounce back we'll talk about that yes we will because those three series of which we just addressed those are all going tonight as Nate mentioned in our last podcast one of the great things about the Stanley Cup playoffs is they make it simple you play every other day boom 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 and in this first round they space it so you get four games a night and you go bet keep going there till teams start getting knocked out so we'll start with, uh, well, I assume two very tired teams in Pittsburgh and New York going at it in game two after the uh, the three overtime bonanza in which uh, it, it's just hard to believe how amazing Igor Shesterkin was. And he lost despite saving almost 80 shots. Yeah, it, it, his performance was was insane. And, and, you know, I had somebody I was talking to somebody um, uh, yesterday about that uh, series. And, you know, they said, you know, I just don't know how these guys weren't tired and all that. And and I really believe to a certain extent, emotionally, the the Rangers players know um, what an incredible performance was going on between the pipes behind them. And I think that they were trying so desperately to get him that win because he deserved it. And of course they didn't get it, which is why I'm really expecting. I, I think the Rangers come out and they win this one. I like the Rangers on the money line um, tonight. Again, they're at home, that raucous crowd that'll take place at MSG. Pittsburgh did what they wanted to be able to do, right? Win one of the first two, get back to your own arena um, and have uh, you know home ice that you've stolen away. Not to say that Pittsburgh is not going to try to fight tonight. This is a veteran team that knows um, that if they can somehow find a way to put the Rangers on the ropes, that's a good thing. But I do like the Rangers on the money line tonight. But, Sean, they're a minus 160. And so as, as we go through the two early games, which are both Eastern Conference, um, and we transition to what I was saying about the surprise with Washington beating Florida – um, and taking a one nothing lead against the, the winners of the President's Trophy, I kind of want to put these two together because if I put them both together on the money line, Florida is a big-time favorite tonight, minus 250. Not the biggest favorite on the board. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but I kind of want to put those two game, games together. And if I do that over at BetMGM, for example, if I take New York at minus 160, if I take Florida at minus 250, that actually gets me to a plus 127. And so that's a lot easier and a lot more palatable for me as a better. Yeah, I, I, under normal circumstances, Nate, had the Penguins not had the injury to Tristan Jerry and they're going with their backup goaltender, I would actually pick the Penguins to win this one again because as great as Shesterkin was, uh, he's got to be 
exhausted and I, the one day off might not be enough. So I actually like the Penguins uh, chances to win this game, but uh, the Rangers to me look like the better team. As you point out, they're going to be hungry for a win after that one. And they are facing a backup goaltender. So I think they'll have enough while I am tempted to have this thing go to overtime again, uh, just call the draw on the 60-minute line for a plus 320. I can't be quite that bold. I'm going to pick the Rangers as well, but I will pick them in regulation because neither of these teams wants to go to OT again, I can tell you that much. And that'll have the Rangers at a plus 105. Uh, I think I can live with that. Sean, while we're talking about that Panthers game, though, that I don't like on the money line because it's a minus 250, you know, it just way too much juice in that one. I will tell you that there's a player prop that I love in this game, and it's Jonathan Huberto, and I found this one at BetMGM. For him to have two or more points is a plus 220. Now, let me tell you why I like it. One, you're talking about a guy that that was absolutely spectacular for the Florida Panthers over the course of the regular season. When you look at the makeup of this team, you're talking about someone that um, as we went through the season, finished with 115 points, including 85 assists, just an absolutely massive season for Huberdo. Well, he he went uh, donuts in game one, no goals, no assists, despite taking five shots total over the course um, of the contest. I just believe this is one of those where the law of averages catches up with a guy that was, um, you know, a a full 27 points higher um, than his next closest teammate when it came to points on the season. So I think Huberdeau, if he has a good game tonight, I think him having a multi-point game would not surprise me at all. And I love that at plus 220. Yeah, I think that one does make sense because I do think that Florida is going to to bounce back for the most part. But when I, I watched that game from the Caps, you're talking about a battle-tested Capitals team. Sometimes the team that wins the uh, the President's Trophy ends up playing a little tight because the expectations are so high. The other concern is that Florida really did have to push at the end to overtake the Colorado Avalanche and earn that President's Trophy, where the Avalanche, for example, got to rest up, and you saw what happened there in Game 1. Florida was still pushing hard till the very end to make sure they claimed that. Maybe that's taken a bit of a toll, given that in a Caps team that is basically playing with house money, even though this is a team that has uh, won it all with a lot of this core. So I'm in, intrigued to see how this game goes. I, I want to go ahead and take the Panthers because it just makes the most sense. I think they are the better team. But there is something about being skilled and knowledgeable into the postseason. And I've got to admit, Nate, at a plus 225 for the Caps to take game two, I think I'm going to take it, Sean. I, I, I like that. I mean, I, I think Florida is going to win. I, I'm on I'm on record as saying that. But I completely understand when you're talking about a plus 225. That is a really tempting number to look at because the Caps did it once and we know they can do it again. Yeah, I, I just I was impressed with the way they played and Florida looked like a team that was playing tight. Now, obviously, that can disappear. We'll see. But yeah, when the money's that much on the plus side, uh, I'm not going to go crazy on it. But yeah, I think that's the direction I will go. We'll go over to the one that didn't uh, maybe make as much noise as the first three games of the series that we'll be talking about when we get to Colorado. But. The Dallas Stars and the Calgary Flames uh, had a pretty good first game of their own, a 1-0 Flames shutout. That was obviously a tough, tough game. In this particular one, Calgary expected to 
go ahead and and win this one in game two as well in hopefully more uh, significant fashion. But then again, at a minus 240, Nate, with the uh, game being 1-0 out there in the first one, I'm definitely not that comfortable with the Flames. And when you look at that plus 195 money line for the Stars, I can't help but be intrigued. But I'll tell you where I'm going, and this is easy. I'm taking the under on this one. That is slightly uh, more favored there at a minus 115 over at DraftKings. But after seeing these guys go 1-0, even the 5.5 to me looks like a bit much. I'll easily take the under. Yeah, and, and here's what's crazy, Sean. With the, the matchup between um, between these two, they actually hit the over all three of their regular season matchups. Right. Um, it, it's, it's, it's crazy to then turn around and have that one, nothing I do. I, I like the under in this one. I, I I'm not expecting one, nothing, but would I be surprised at all if it was three to one? No, um, I, I wouldn't, or, or, you know, I, I think that is very likely to happen. I will say though, I think that Calgary, I, I think Calgary is a better team. I think Dallas showed us something in game one. They have a very good, very good defense. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I think that um, Calgary is a better team, um, and I'm expecting them to make some adjustments and come out in, in terms of how they attack the blue line with Dallas. And so I'm actually willing to take Calgary on the puck line here um, and take Ooh. it at a minus one and a half. I, I think they win this one by multiple goals. It's a little bit of just a gut feel for me um, of what I expect out of Calgary, but I can get that at a plus 110. Um, and, you know, if we had a game, Sean, for example, let's say we've got something that's 2-1 late, would I be surprised at all if Johnny Goudreau puts in an empty netter uh, at the end and turns it into a 3-1 game? Nope, would not be surprised at all. So I'm actually going to roll. I, I like the pick on the under. I do agree with you on that one because I think that, um, you know, what you see in the regular season compared to playoffs a lot of times is tighter. But I like Calgary to actually win this one on the puck line, and I'm willing to do it at a plus 110. Well, if you were to take that and the under, for example, on a same-game parlay over at DraftKings, that bumps up all the way to a plus 340 if you feel more confident in a Flames win and the under like I do and you wanted a same-game parlay those together, you jump to a plus 170. Uh, Not too bad when you're getting from uh, the minus to the plus with outcomes that you think are going to happen in both cases. So that may be an option as well, whether you think the Calgary gets it done on the puck line or on the money line. Of course, if you want to go for Dallas, the numbers go up quite a bit, but there is a reason that Calgary is a minus 240 favorite, which, by the way, is jump change because we will go to game two of the Colorado Avalanche and the Nashville Predators. That game finished seven to two. And truthfully, the game wasn't even that close. The abs went up five zero in the first period. Uh, Nashville looked completely overwhelmed uh, with a team that in Nashville that I think is, is good. The problem is they only have two consistent goal scorers in Forsberg and Duchesne. Otherwise, it's Josie who's getting the job done on the blue line. I think he's probably the Norris winner, but even he can't do too much when the Avalanche are fully healthy are rolling three lines. Yeah, uh, with the effort that the Avalanche have. And the other thing that really stood out to me actually took place post-game for me, Sean, and that was um, some comments by Avalanche head coach Jared Bednar um, about – um, his team not taking the bait, if you will, um, when it comes to Nashville. Nashville likes to play very physical, but they also like to try to bait you into doing dumb stuff. 
um, and by doing that, by being very physical, by checking guys into the boards, et cetera. And Bednar talked about how it was really a, a, a point of emphasis for his players to not get sucked in to any of the, you know, the kind of stupid penalties or the kinds of things that, you know, can turn into a man advantage or, you know, two guys in the box and now we're playing four on four. So um, I think that that really stood out to me in terms of, you know, Colorado not playing into Nashville's hand. Now, that's easy to say after one game. Let's see as it continues to get chippy if that can hold going through into games two and then back to Music City for games three and four um, coming up on, on Saturday and Monday. But in particular for this game tonight, look, you, you, you touched on the fact that the abs are, are such, such, such heavy favorites in this one. Just a massive number. I mean, BetMGM, it's minus 400. It's at minus 380 at other places. Um, but these two teams have hit the over, Sean, in five straight meetings. And I see no reason to expect that to slow down, especially after what the abs did and the fact that the Predators are looking at, at the very least, their backup goaltender, if not their third stringer tonight. So I'm going to take the over. Um, I'm, I'm looking at BetMGM where it is juiced up a bit. It's at a minus 125, um, but it sits at six and a half. And look, uh, uh, Nashville was the most penalized team in the National Hockey League during the regular season. We talked about how chippy it was in game one. Nashville just can't, Nashville can't stay out of the box. And, and Colorado is way too good offensively to give them a man advantage all the time. Yeah, that's why I'm looking at some of these player props. And to my mind, it's pick your poison. I'm looking at power play points for that exact reason. Uh, who do you like? Kale McCarr? And all these are just for a point on the power play. Kale oh, McCarr, yeah. pl- plus 135. Gabe Landeskog, plus 150. Miko Randon plus 130, Nathan McKinnon plus 120, Nazem Kadri plus 135. Pick your poison. I think any yeah. of any of those are good player props uh, at all. Any of them. I think you can pick anybody, and you stand a very good chance uh, of having a, a nice night there. Also, I look at this as as a puck line game. I do think the Avalanche at home, especially where they're good, I do think they're going to play against Connor Ingram, who's the third stringer. They have to go with the third stringer in game two because David Riddich was just blasted in game one so i'm going to same game parlay the avalanche on the puck line and i'm with you the the over is an easy one to select for me for the exact same reason this is uh games for these two teams that can score it's teams that certainly can uh, get things done in in a hurry and the predators like in the last game might get a little bit of garbage time that's possible too so when you put those together go with the over on that six and and a half and pick the avalanche at a minus one and a half that gets me to a plus 185 which i get it it has to be a high scoring game which the avalanche uh actually cruise to another win but based on what i saw in game one i feel very comfortable with that i am perfectly fine with that same game parlay and i pointed out i am going to put a little bit on a lot of those avalanche players to get a point on the power play tonight Well, I'll tell you this on Tuesday night um, for me personally in my betting, um, I I made a lot of money, Sean, and it was because Kale McCarr was a plus one fifty five for a power play point. That is ridiculous. Um, I do not know what uh, drugs the sports books may have been on, (laughs) but that was absolutely obscene for it to be at a plus one fifty five. And of course, he had the second assist on the first goal of the game, which was on the man advantage. And so that ticket cashed instantaneously at the beginning of the game. 
The books have figured it out a little bit, but but Kale McCarr is still at a plus 130. Um, so I, the power play for the guy that runs the point on the top power play unit, um, he's also a, a, an incredible scorer in his own right, let alone the assists that he can do when he's up there at the point. Um, to me, if they're going to continue to provide that at plus odds, I'm going to continue to make that bet. And even if for some reason it doesn't happen tonight, I will turn around and do it again for game three on Saturday because it is it is practically an ATM printing cash. And I'll also throw this out there. Another one, I told you that I like Jonathan Huberdeau uh, of Florida to have two or more points in his game. You can do that same bet at BetMGM on Nathan McKinnon for tonight to have two or more points, and that's at a plus 145. Um, Playoff Mac is here. Um, Nathan McKinnon is, uh, as, as he talked about uh, when they got eliminated last year, um, you know, he, he dropped an S-bomb talking about how tired he was of losing. Um, and so I think that in addition to his own skill set, I think he mentally is incredibly motivated this postseason to help carry the avalanche as far as possible and hopefully to a trophy. You can tell, Nate, that you and I are radio guys when you have to say S-bomb. We're on the Internet now. We can do whatever we want. But That's true. <laughs> McKinnon, said, McKinnon said, I'm tired of this losing shit. That's what he said, folks. Uh, so, so there you go. go. That's true. We're on podcast. I can actually uh, I can actually say what I can't say on the radio. That's right. Uh, Kale McCarr, by the way, in case you missed it because you were watching that triple overtime game, and I don't blame you, uh, had two points on the night within the first three minutes of game one. That's he's just not he's so good. That's not a mistake. That's what happened. So, uh, look, that's what we're doing tonight. Have an opportunity to break down those four playoff games. It's going to be entertaining. There's going to be a lot of exciting action. This Stanley Cup playoffs never ceases to amaze. As we talked about all three uh, of the the first games, when you're talking about the earlier ones with with, uh, Calgary and Dallas, I mean, that was a 1-0 game, Nate, and it flew under the radar based on everything else that's going on. So for a hockey fan, it's a blast. For a hockey better, there are some great opportunities. You have to be a little bit creative as the heavy favorites uh, obviously take front and center in this first round it will start to even out in the second round but this is going to be a tremendous amount of fun i love this time of year and it's a great time of the year for hockey fans and hockey betters thanks for all the insight yeah absolutely and look we 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 saw a couple of interesting upsets um so far this week let's just hope that it continues to be exciting and that we're cashing tickets exactly right well that's what we do here at sticks and stacks including by the way no fcc occasional profanity we can do it we figure, look, if you have to be uh, if you have to be 21 to bet, you probably heard it before. So, hey, we'll bring you the unvarnished news in that case. Uh, he is Nate Lundy. Follow him on Twitter at Nate Lundy. My name is Sean Drotar. That's S-D-R-O-T-A-R on Twitter. The traditional spelling of Drotar, as I like to let people know if you've ever run into one, which you most certainly have not. The subscribe button is next to you somewhere or you hit play. And if you feel like you've enjoyed what you've heard and maybe you've won a little bit on a couple other programs, go ahead and subscribe. And for those of you who already have, thank you very much. Also, be sure to check out all the other podcasts we're putting together on the Sawdust Podcast Network, including Catching Nate with Brad Evans on the terrific Fade the Noise podcast as well. We will be back at it next week. Enjoy the hockey. Good luck. For Nate Lundy, I'm Sean Drotar. Thanks for listening to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network.